Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show. It's Audrey and Imad with you. Wind and solar power have taken off over the past two decades globally, faster than experts ever expected. But it hasn't yet been enough to halt the rise of coal and gas burning generation. And that's because global demand for electricity has grown even faster than clean energy, leaving fossil fuels to fill the gap. In 2022, the industrial sector dominated electricity consumption in Singapore, claiming about 41% or 23 terawatt hours, followed by commerce and services at nearly 39% and household at over 14%. Yeah, fast forward to the first half of 2023, Singapore's total electricity consumption hit 26.5 terawatt hours. The industrial sector maintained its lead at 10.9 terawatt hours. Recognizing the significant role of the industrial sector, Sunoco Energy recently introduced Singapore's groundbreaking SolarShare 2.0. That's a solar energy trading platform that empowers businesses, starting with the industrial sector, to buy and sell self-produced solar energy. The platform also serves as an incentive for property owners to equip their buildings with solar panels, contributing excess energy to a communal grid and reinforcing Singapore's energy security. Well, joining us today to share more is James Chong, the Senior Vice President of the Commercial Division at Sunoco Energy. Welcome to the show, James. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Atma. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning. James, first things first, let's take a bird's eye view of this. Now, the Singapore government has set a target of net zero emissions by 2050. Uh, where does solar energy fall into this? Okay, Emma, um, that's a very good question. So to begin with, um, Energy Market Authority has actually named four switches in guiding Singapore through our energy transition towards a green energy future. The four switches are solar, energy import, low-carbon alternatives, and natural gas. While each of these four switches will play a part in Singapore's energy transition, solar energy will likely take centre stage in the near term. The government has set a target to increase solar deployment within the country to at least 2 gigawatt hour peak by 2030. And right in the middle of this year, we actually have hit the halfway mark at 1 gigawatt hour peak. However, do bear in mind that even when we meet the 2 gigawatt hour peak, target, the solar is expected to only account for 3% of our nation's electricity demand. Given that Singapore is land scarce and lacks other resources for alternative energy such as wind and geothermal or even hydropower, the government is now looking to import low-carbon electricity from regional countries and solar energy could form the bulk of such imports. All right, James, uh, you talked about demand there. Well, solar energy definitely has a very important part to play when it comes to decarbonization. But um, when it comes to being green, industrial businesses really face more challenges as the sector is generally the largest consumer of electricity. So bearing this in mind, how does Sunoco Energy's SolarShare 2.0 address these concerns and, you know, the specific energy needs and requirements that the industrial sector calls for? Okay, thanks, Audrey. So I think to 
to begin with, let me broadly classify the challenges faced by industry users into three broad categories. I think firstly, there's always a shortage of renewable energy supply locally. While Singapore is on track to meet our solar target, the challenge here is to help bring forward the solar installation into the current days. And I would like to share that out of the 1,000 or rather 1 gigawatt hour peak installed currently, about 65% of this is actually attributable to private investment. Most of this installation will have required long-term power purchase agreement with an end user to offtake the generation over a 10 to 20 years period. Such negotiations are actually very tedious and lengthy. In addition, project investors might not maximise the land available but choose to right-size the installation based on the consumption agreed in the offtake agreement, in this case, to minimise the project risk. But that is not going to maximise the solar generation in Singapore. What we foresee that as solar share matures, it will provide solar energy market with a constant pool of customers and ready demand. This will encourage investors to do planting without the need to go through a lengthy power purchase agreement, thus accelerating the solar planting within Singapore. In addition, SolarShare can also encourage investors to maximise their planting beyond what the power purchase agreement requires, knowing well that they can on-sell any excess generation through SolarShare. The second challenge is really on time-based traceability of green energy supply. Currently, the most common approach to track renewable energy supply is through the usage of renewable energy certificates or REC for short. However, RECs allow generation to be aggregated on an annual basis. So when you buy a 2023 generator RECs to offset your 2023 annual consumption, you know that the renewable energy generator is within 2023, but you will not be able to tell the precise date and time that generation was supplied. Therefore, you could be buying renewable energy generated entirely in January 2023 to offset your consumption that range from January to December 2023. Conversely, SolarShare does 30 minutes real-time matching. So, this solar asset that you are matched to generates more supply on a sunny day. You actually get more allocation of supply on that day. And on a rainy or cloudy day, you expect to get less due to the lower generation. Okay, let's look into some of the practical challenges that industrial property owners are facing. You launched uh, SolarShare 2.0 in October. You've officially rolled it out November the 1st. You've had about a month or so to gauge some of the concerns that industrial owners have brought to you. Which are the ones that stand out? Okay, I think currently, I think there's two key ones that I can think of straight off my mind. First, I think um, given that the solar share peer-to-pair matching mechanism is relatively new, so I think a lot of customers are still not getting the full concept of how that can actually be integrated into their business. So we are actually getting a lot of questions, a lot of uh, meetups to explain those uh, mechanisms in details. I think secondly here is that because this program is relatively new, during this process, we are still onboarding more supply into the platform itself. So at this point in time, it is a happy problem to have is that we actually have much more demand than the supply that is available over the platform. Mm, all right. If you're just joining us, we are in conversation with James Chong. He's the Senior Vice President of the Commercial Division at Sunoco Energy. And James, you know, the Solar Power 2.0's initiative's goals, to name a few, are to, you know, enhance energy efficiency, to reduce carbon footprint, but a big one is to cut overall costs. So if you could give us a better idea of the cost savings, how much can businesses expect to save by participating in the Solar Share 2.0 initiative? Um, thanks, Audrey. That's a very important question. Yeah. But <laughs> unfortunately, I think we have to be practical over here. I think in the near term, we foresee that there will be a premium place on renewable energy given its scarcity right at this point. 
The value of solar share over here is really not to provide cost savings per se, but it's really to provide an alternate form of supply channel to businesses who actually value traceability and price transparency in their purchase of green energy. But having said that, right, we think the price dynamic for solar energy will be interesting in the long run, while when some of the investment costs for some of the older assets have been fully recovered. In addition, we also foresee that there will be certain improvements in the solar and energy storage technology in the future. This potentially could result in having a solar system of varying efficiency to compete in the market and thus pushing prices down in the future. All right. Speaking of prices, uh, you are a peer-to-peer transaction platform wherein the buyer and seller transact directly to each other in terms of the delivery of solar power. On the buyer side, is there a subscription that they have to pay? Yes. So on the buyer side, they actually pay a monthly subscription. So the price itself actually varies, depends on um, the size of the customers. Mm. On the seller side, we actually do a transaction cost that is charged to all the transactions that is actually transacted within the platform. Right. And as they say, old habits die hard. A lot of these industrial businesses use archaic practices. How do you integrate them towards adopting SolarShare 2.0 to ensure that a smoother transition to sustainable energy practices takes place, i.e. what kind of support or resources does Sunoco provide them? Okay. Um, given that this product is relatively innovative currently, there's still first of its kind. And I think everybody is trying to get their head around and the how to actually maximize this product into their business processes of We just need to build the knowledge base and share the experience as we go along. So in today's context, my team is actually very busy with setting up meetings and even presentations to explain to customers. And in fact, we are also trying to share overseas experience to the business owners so that they can actually... um, think about how they can actually change their business process to fit into SolarShare 2.0. So James, you've actually made very clear that Sunoco Energy has been very open about trying to enable businesses in Singapore to be powered at scale uh, with renewable solar energy. And you shared with us earlier that SolarShare 2.0, this initiative has been expanded to households and other businesses as well. It's outside of the industrial sector. Yes, that's correct. So actually, um, in today's context, there's actually no limit on who can join SolarShare. So from the largest industrial users to the smallest um, residential users, um, anyone who's interested is able to join. All right. And so what are the specific you know, features that differentiate SolarShare 2.0 from other solar energy initiatives? And how else does SolarShare 2.0 incentivize business owners like the win-win benefits? What win-win benefits do we gain from this initiative? I think one of the key gaps is that currently for anyone who trades green energy, they actually do it through renewable energy certificates which has a huge issue with traceability in terms of the time of supply. Mm. right? So through SolarShare, that is actually pretty much eliminated given that we actually match the actual generation within a half-hour period to the actual consumption within a half-an-hour period. So if there's no generation of green energy in the half-hour period, for example, in the night, there's actually no allocation of green energy to the consumers. right? So I think this is a very key matching principle that the SolarShare uphold. In terms of the second question, in terms of the win-win um, opportunity, I think at the end of the day, obviously, we are still at the very infancy stage. But we hope that when SolarShare 2.0 matures as a platform, 
we actually is able to allow businesses to conveniently sell excess energy, right, solar energy in this case, on the market, on the market's demand and their own needs, right. For businesses without rooftop space can also purchase the solar energy from the SolarShare 2.0 platform, allowing them to green their operations without installing their own solar panels. All right, James, final question. You currently have two solar energy suppliers under your wing. How do you plan to increase the pool of sellers both locally and I guess eventually the plan is for regional expansion as well? Unfortunately, um, the platform is really um, local focused. Right. Okay. right. So I think at the start, um, to what we call prosumers on board, which actually supplies into the platform itself, sure. we're actually um, having ongoing negotiation with more. Right. So I think at the onset, there's always this fear of joining the unknown. Mm. Right. So I guess as people get more familiar with SolarShare, especially on the prosumer side, and knowing that there's actually lots of customers who are interested to purchase through the platform, that will actually incentivize or encourage them to actually consider joining the platform. But as to a second point to your question, so as an expansion in the future, I think in today's context, we are very focused on matching of solar energy. Mm. But if we strip down solar share to its core, it's actually nothing more than a matching engine. So what I'm saying here is that in the future, when there is regional imports coming into Singapore, there is actually additional supplies through the um, energy storage system. Solar share can actually be used to match all these supplies from various sources to the customers who demands such source of green energy at the back end as well. All right, James. Well, as the world kicks off the COP28 climate talks today as well, this is a good reminder of Singapore's electricity consumption and the need for green energy in order for us to hit our decarbonization goals. Thanks for coming to our studio this morning and for joining breakfast. Okay, thank you for having me. Thank you. We were speaking with James Chong. He's the Senior Vice President of the Commercial Unit at Sunoco Energy, who shared about one of the company's key decarbonization initiatives called SolarShare 2.0. It's a solar energy trading platform that empowers businesses, starting with the industrial sector, to buy and sell self-produced solar energy. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.